Hello, this is John Morrison on behalf of Fellowship at Home, Fellowship Bible Church, bringing you a segment on the topic of anxiety. There are many of us right now who are facing causes of worry, causes of anxiety uh, that are concerning our hearts, concerning our minds. Many of us who have financial concerns because of this virus that has caused a downturn on investments, people who have lost their jobs, uh, some temporarily, some permanently, people who are very concerned about their health or the health of family members, and certainly the alteration of people's schedules, not being able to go places, not being able to do things that were planned, anniversary trips called off, uh, being able to go and help family members where you're hesitant to get on an airplane. These are times of grave concern for many people. Sometimes the temptation as Christians is for us to pretend that that's not so. Sometimes as Christians, we think that if we have concerns, we're clearly not trusting God, and that's obviously sin. And I think that we do well to start instead by recognizing we do have concerns. We've got health concerns and family concerns and job concerns and children concerns, kids who are under our feet who are not getting the education they were getting before, Um, having opportunities perhaps removed from us that might have meant a great deal to us, legitimate causes of concern. I want us to look at a passage of scripture which I believe doesn't make us pretend that things are not difficult, but it takes us through those things that are difficult. If you have your Bible handy, go to Philippians chapter 4 with me to a very familiar passage, just a few verses that we're going to look at, verses 4 through 7. I'm going to read from the New American Standard. I invite you to listen along with me. Rejoice in the Lord always, Paul writes. Again, I will say rejoice. Let your forbearing spirit be made known to all men. The Lord is near. Be anxious for nothing, but in everything, by prayer and supplication, With thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. And the peace of God, which surpasses all comprehension, shall guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. Familiar verses in the realm of anxiety. But we do well to look at several features on it, I believe. First, the the scripture says for us to do something that doesn't come natural to any of us who are worrying. It says rejoice in the Lord always. And then Paul repeats it, rejoice. Again, I will say rejoice. So the Lord is making it as obvious as he can that before he addresses the issue of how to help us through our anxiety, he says, start out by rejoicing. And that takes some practice. At least for me, it does. I tend to be pessimistic. I don't know about you. But the causes for rejoicing, first of all, are just who God is. We can rejoice because he is a mighty God. We can rejoice because he's a majestic God. We can rejoice because he's a creative God. We can rejoice because he is a merciful God. We can rejoice because he's a God who loves us. We can rejoice because he's a God who knows us and knows our needs. We can rejoice because he has always been true to his word. Many reasons we can rejoice, but what the passage says is rejoice Always, let me say it again, rejoice. 
And so that's the first thing for us to remember as believers as we encounter a time when anxiety is a natural and normal kind of experience for us to have. The second thing that the passage tells us in verse 5, after making the comment, let your forbearing spirit be made known to all men, and that's because the context of anxiety and tension that he is addressing happens to be related to conflict between people. He's just gotten through addressing that in the previous verses. But he makes this comment after he says to let your forbearing spirit be made known to all. He says, the Lord is near. So if the first thing I'm to do is rejoice, that certainly doesn't come naturally when I'm worrying. The second thing for me, it also doesn't come naturally, is to remind myself that he is near. Because you see, when I'm going through a difficulty, when I'm going through a, uh, a time of, of fear and concern for my kids, I'm worried about my kids' health, I'm worried about my kids' schooling, I'm concerned about my parents' health, I'm concerned about uh, not being able to be a source of, of help. Um, when I have too many people in the house, uh, concerns about that. When all those things are worrying me, the last thing I want to do is rejoice. And he tells me, let that be the first thing. And the second thing he tells me is to remember that the Lord is near right now, in my home, in my car, in my limited place. The Lord is with me right now. I need to remember that. Third, be anxious for nothing. Well, now this is going to be tricky. This is going to be tricky because I already am anxious. We started this out by saying this is a time of anxiety for a great many of us. But when he says be anxious, he's not saying don't be concerned about anything. He's saying don't be anxious about anything. We know this because of the next thing he's going to say. We'll get there in just a minute. But let's start by saying what God is doing is he's giving us a command. He doesn't give us command unless he gives us the ability to do it. So he's telling me, who tends towards anxiety anyway, John, be anxious for nothing. I had a premonition the night before the stock market fell that what little money I have in there, I should move to cash. I just knew it. I just knew it in my gut, and I chose not to do it. Well, since then, money has just evaporated. It's just flown away like it has wings, which, of course, the scripture lets us know that it does. And in that, my natural bent would be to be anxious. But what he's telling me here is, John, refuse anxiety. Refuse it. Be anxious about nothing. But then he not only tells us a negative thing, a thing to avoid, he tells us a positive thing to do, which is in everything, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. In other words, God is not faulting you for having specific things you've written down that are causes of concern. There's nothing the matter with writing them down. You and I can write down the things that we're concerned about because they're things we're going to bring the Lord. And the Lord is not faulting us for the fact that we have these concerns, these cares on our heart. He's just telling us, before you focus on those things that you write down, I want you to first rejoice I want you to second, remember that I'm near. And I want you third, to make a decision. I will refuse to permit myself to be anxious about this. So number four, instead, I'm going to let the Lord know my needs. Not because he doesn't know them. He knows all things. But he is looking to build a relationship with him. And part of how that relationship is built is by letting him know, Lord, this is of real concern to me. This is a place that my heart is going right now. And then do it with thanksgiving. 
thank you, Lord, that I'm in a position of need and that it invites me to trust you. Thank you, Lord, that my family is in a position of need and that they need to look to you right now. Thank you, Lord, that this is a time when we don't know what the end is because it reminds us who holds the end. Many, many things that we can thank him for. That is the challenge. That's the challenge of faith right now. In the middle of an anxious moment is having rejoiced, having remembered that the Lord is near, having made a decision, I will choose not to be anxious about anything. Rather, I'm going to let my needs be made known to the Lord, and I'm going to do it with thanksgiving. And then isn't this interesting, this wonderful promise he gives us in the final verse? He says, here's what you get in return. For the man or the young person or the woman who says, I'm going to rejoice in the Lord. I'm just going to do it. I'm going to remember the Lord is near. I'm going to choose not to be anxious about the things that concern me. Instead, I'm going to let those things be made known to the Lord. I'm just going to let him know, and I'm going to do it with thanksgiving. And this is what he tells me. This is what you get in return. And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, shall guard your heart and your mind in Christ Jesus. Notice this. He says that the peace of God will not make sense. That's what he means when he says it surpasses all understanding or or all comprehension. He's saying that God can give us a peace that will not make sense. Have you been there? Have you been in that place before where God gave you a type of peace that you couldn't explain and you didn't know why you had it, but for some reason you were at rest in your soul? That's what he's saying here. And what's more, he says, it will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. That means your feelings and your thoughts, the things that trouble you when you get anxious, your feeling of being insecure, your feeling of being vulnerable, your feeling of being angry, your feeling of being worried, your feeling of all those things. He's saying it will guard your heart and it will guard your mind. It will guard those anxious thoughts. This is a promise from God. It's one that I need. Maybe it's one that you need too. May the Lord bless you and keep you. May he show you his favor. May he encourage your hearts and may you do the same for others. God bless you.